Thank you for downloading the podcast. We believe the Word of God will richly bless you today. Now let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. Gospel of John, chapter 14. We're studying prayer just for a few minutes. We thank everybody for coming back to church on Mother's Day. Glory to God. It was such a blessing to bless all those moms today and give them a, everybody get your free gift that's a mom. Hallelujah. Wasn't that cool? Hallelujah. Something sweet for someone sweet. Glory to God. Now we're studying prayer, the language of the kingdom. I want us to see something. We're going to look in John 14 and John 16. John 14, first of all, it says, Believe, verse 10, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Everybody say, the works. He says, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Everybody say, works again. Now it says here in verse 12, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now notice verse 13 very closely. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now hold your finger there and go to John 16 real quick. John chapter 16 should be just a couple of pages over. And look there at verse 23. Verse 23 says, And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Let me say that again. Verse 24. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Now, back to John 14. There are two different distinct things Jesus is talking about when it comes to the subject of prayer. These are not the same things. These are different. First of all, in John chapter 14, he's talking about the works. You say, what do you mean? Well, what were the works that Jesus was doing? Jesus was casting out devils. Jesus was healing the sick. Jesus was producing supernatural provision. And he says, the works that I do, shall you do also. Amen. Not only that, he said greater works. Now, I want you to know, people say, well, you know, greater works means that Jesus never really got to lead anybody to the Lord and get them saved. So that means we get to get people saved. I agree, we get to do that. But Jesus said the works, plural, not singular. Amen. That means people still get healed today. People still get set free today. People still get delivered of bondage today. But God's people are the ones that set other people free. We're the ones that are commissioned to do that. We're the ones that are called by God to go out and do that. Now, Jesus says this. Look in verse 12 again of John chapter 14. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Who's going to do it? Uh, the, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. Only the missionary. Only the televangelist. No, whoever believes on him. Whoever believes on him. Then he says, greater works than he shall I do, shall he do, because 
I go to my Father, and whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. This is speaking of the release of authority. Amen. Uh, if you ever listen closely uh, uh, on Sunday mornings when we pray over people, people come up with uh, all kinds of uh, attacks against their body, attacks against their minds, devil attacking them in different ways. You notice that we don't come up there and pray some, you know, a uh, little uh, sissy prayer. You know, Lord, uh, somehow, some way, if it be your will, touch this poor soul in their mind. We don't pray like that. Actually, the word ask in this portion of Scripture means to demand. Now, you're not demanding of God. You don't demand of God. What you are doing is you're taking the name of Jesus and you're demanding cancer to leave somebody's body. You're demanding poverty and debt to be broken. You're commanding devils of depression to come out of people. You're making, you're putting a demand upon the Word of God and you're releasing authority. You're doing the works of Jesus. People say, oh, I, I, think, I, think that, I think you are crazy to think that you could do the works of Jesus. Well, what do you think Jesus came for us to do? He came to get back for mankind the dominion and authority that he lost in the garden so that we can do the works of God, so that we can see people set free, so that we can see people delivered, healed, and blessed of God. So you've got to make a decision to use the name of Jesus and to do the works of the Lord. Don't lay around and let the devil beat your brains out. Rise up and do what? Ask or demand in the name of Jesus. I know people many times have problems with thoughts. You ever had problems with thoughts coming into your mind? You thought, man, good night, man. These thoughts are just tormenting me all day long. Man, I, the thoughts coming into my mind that I'm going to be sick, or that I'm going to be hurt, or I'm going to be harmed in some way. And then a lot of times what people try to do is they try to counter a bad thought with a good thought. You ever notice that doesn't work? You ever notice when you counter a bad thought with a good thought, you always get another bad thought coming at you? So what do you do? You ask. You demand. In the name of Jesus, David said in Psalms 91, I will say of the Lord. He was speaking of releasing the power of God through what you say. Sometimes you just got to say, man, if you're walking down the mall and the devil's attacking your mind, you ought to just stop and say, no, devil, in the name of Jesus. I don't think like that. I have the mind of Christ. I don't think sick. I don't think broke, I don't think poor, I don't think depressed, I think blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now if you'll do that, you'll find out that it works. A lot of people suffer unnecessarily. They, oh, if I can just get to church on Sunday, if I can just get to Island Church on Sunday morning and have the pastor pray for me. Well, what if that's Monday afternoon? Why suffer all week long when you can stand up in faith and demand? Ask in the name of Jesus. I mean, if the devil's attacking your finance, you take your pocketbook. You lay out your bills. You say, in the name of Jesus, every bill, you're going to be paid. I demand, I demand in the name of Jesus the spirit of poverty to be broken off my life. I thank you, Father, that the blessings of God are coming upon me in Jesus' name. I demand that spirit of poverty to leave my life and to leave me forever. And if you'll demand it, it'll happen. If you don't, it never will. Fight depression. Fight poverty and lack. Fight sickness and disease. Fight whatever it is that comes against you. The Bible, Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. You know what a good fight is? A good fight is one that has already been won. Anybody got a big brother? So somebody's picking on you, and your big brother comes and just beats them up, just beats the tar out of them, leaves them laying on the ground, and invites you over to kick them a few times? 
That's what happened in redemption. Your big brother Jesus spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. Now he stands victorious over the devil and invites you to just come kick him around a little bit. That's what you need to do. Kick him around. Tell him, devil, you're not going to do that to me anymore. You're not going to steal my mind, my finances, my health, my vision, my dream. You're not going to do it. I demand in the name of Jesus, get out of my life, devil. It's amazing how you do that. The more you do it, the more it works. But now we go over to John chapter 16. Now Jesus says in John chapter 16, and in that day. Now he's speaking of the day, or literally of the dispensation. When he no longer walks physically upon the earth, but he is present with us. How many know he's present with us? You say, how is Jesus present with us? In the form of a message and by his spirit. His spirit that abides and empowers. He's with us. He said, whether two or three agree, is touching anything here on the earth, there am I right in the midst. So Jesus is here. But here's the thing. In that day, that is the day in which Jesus is risen from the dead, that Jesus is in heaven exalted of God and the day in which he sits at the right hand of the Father as an advocate and an intercessor of a new covenant we have with God through his blood. So that's the day we live in. That's the hour we live in. Now notice what it says. It says, in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Now here's a good point in prayer. When it comes to what you're believing God for, when it comes to material things, anybody believe in God for material things? I mean, we had, I don't know how many, I mean, we must have had almost 100 people up front this morning believe in God for a house, for a home. That's material. God wants to give you a house. God wants to give you a home. So don't ask Jesus. A lot of people, they pray to Jesus in areas in which Jesus is not the one that can do anything for them. You've got to go to the Father in His name. Now notice what it says. In that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it you. Now remember, He said earlier when we talk about the works, He said, whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do. But now He says, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. Amen. So if you need a car, that's how, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm, I, I'm so tired of walking. My bicycle is wore out. I know that you're a good God and you love me. So I need a car. I need it for my work. I need it for, to go to the store. I need it to carry my family to church, back and forth to church. I need a car, Heavenly Father. So I come to you in the name of Jesus and I ask you for a car. Isn't that simple? That's called the prayer of petition. God loves to give material things to His children. You say, well, I don't know if I believe that or not. Everything that we have in this building is something material we have prayed for. I remember back when we were in the other building. We were praying over this church, over this building here. Thank you, Father. I remember many prayer meetings. Thank you, Father, for the carpet. Thank you for that beautiful sound system. Thank you for those chairs, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all the furnishings that we need for the children's department and the youth department. Thank you for all, everything we need in the nursery. Some of y'all remember those days when we do that. Now we're praying that way also for our new building. Thank you, Lord for the beautiful decoration. Thank you for the landscaping. Thank you for the beautiful sound system. Thank you for the chairs that we're going to put in there. Thank you for the carpet and the paint and the walls. Thank you, Father, for a beautiful building. We're asking the Father in the name of Jesus for things that are material. Now notice what he says. 
Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive. Ask, and you shall receive. John writes later, over in his letters to the church, you have not because you ask not. Well, man, I sure need this. I sure need Have you asked the Father? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I should. You know, that's where people begin to develop a sense of unworthiness. Amen. I mean, my daughter, Breland, she don't ask me to go to the refrigerator. Dad, could I go to the refrigerator and get something to eat? Well, you'd be a pretty sorry parent if you put a demand upon your kids to ask you every time to go to the refrigerator. Can I have a drink of water, please? Oh, can I have a crumb of bread to feed my poor famished body? No, you would never do that to your child. And the Bible says if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more shall the heavenly Father give to those that what? Ask. Don't. Listen, don't get a sense of unworthiness. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. I haven't served God long enough. I don't know Him that. No, you do not. Listen, you are a child of Almighty God. You've been bought with a price. And the Bible says that He delights to give unto His children the kingdom. You say, what do you mean the kingdom? Everything that causes the power of God to operate, to bring into your hands not only what you have need of, but also what you want. Now, that's where people, boy, they'll throw rocks at you for that one. I've heard, I've heard preachers get up and preach. God will meet your needs, but your wants are based in selfishness. No, no, no. My Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Where is it? Over in Psalms 40, uh, I'd have to go look it back up. It says that the young lions delight and need, but those that trust in the Lord will want for no good thing. What do you want? Ask the Father. I'll give you some people. people uh, sometimes people pull back when we tell testimonies like this. But there's been times when we wanted things that seemed very ridiculous in which we prayed and got them. I remember one particular time, Lee and I went snow skiing. A couple took us snow skiing. And so we looked at the, there was snow there, and, and we looked at the weather forecast, and there was no possibility of it snowing for the four days that we were going to be there. So we got into agreement and prayed. And we said, Heavenly Father, we just ask in the name of Jesus that it snow. And you know, we got up the next morning, and it's the most beautiful, big old fat flakes of snow. Remember that, sweetheart? Just coming down out. And we were just out there shouting and dancing and jumping around in the snow and making snow angels and having such a good time. And people were walking around saying, it wasn't supposed to snow. It wasn't supposed to snow. It wasn't supposed to snow. We have a, we have a guy who, uh, he'll visit here from time to time. He owns a, he's an old old surfer from over in, uh, over in uh, uh, Freeport, the Freeport area. And we were at a contest one time down in South Padre Island. And he got up during a surf movie. It was perfectly flat. There wasn't a ripple on the Gulf of Mexico. And he got up inspired by the Holy Ghost at a surf movie. You remember that, Alan? And said, I'm going to pray and there's going to be surf in the morning. There was no forecast for surf. There was no storms. There was nothing. He got up and he prayed in the name of Jesus and asked the Father. We got up the next morning and there was four foot of the most beautiful surf you'd ever seen on the Texas coast. And all the surfers were standing there with their mouth wide open. Now that may sound far out or ridiculous to you. But there have been other times when it's been very practical. 
Leah and I have asked, and the money's coming for us to pay our bills. We've asked, and we've got the vehicle we wanted. We've asked and got the home we wanted. We've asked and got the material possessions we wanted. You say, why? Because our joy is full. God wants your joy to be full. And you don't get full joy by a feeling. Your joy is full when you have what you desire. Oh, I ought to get better amens from that. Are y'all awake tonight? You ought, to, you ought to understand God wants you to have some stuff that when you look at that stuff, the stuff doesn't have you, you have it. And you look around and you see all the stuff that God has given you and you rejoice at the goodness of God and your joy is full. God said He'll fill your house full of treasures. God said He'll bless you coming in and bless you going out. He said you'll be the head and not the tail, you'll be above and not beneath. He said you'll lend and not borrow. That's a good reason to have your joy full, amen? And it is the desire of God for God's children to walk around on the earth full of joy so that the earth can see God's children and what God really looks like through His kids. Now let me close with this. My time is up. Why don't more people come to church and serve God? You know why? Because they think if they do, the fun's over. That's why you didn't get saved. You know, any time sooner than you did. Most people think Christianity is the most boring, uneventful, uh, 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 unadventurous lifestyle you can live. The fun is gone. You have to live by all these rules and regulations. And you know why they think that? Because every Christian they've ever known, that's how they've been. Every Christian they've ever known has been joyless, regimented, mean. You ever met a mean Christian? They're out there. Mean, mad. Amen. When that's just the opposite of what God wants. God wants all His kids full of joy. Walking around every day with their hands up saying, Hallelujah, look what the Lord has done. Look how the Lord has blessed me today. Look what God has done in my life. Look at what I've possessed. Look at where I'm living. Look at where I'm dri- what I'm driving. Look at how I'm dressing. Look at how I'm eating. Look at the job I have. Look at the business I have. Look what the Lord has done. You've got joy in your heart. You've got a big smile on your face. That doesn't mean you don't ever have any problems. That doesn't mean you don't have any trials or setbacks. It means you rise up in every one of them in the authority of God. You demonstrate the defeat of the devil. You do the works that Jesus said. And then you ask so that your joy may be full. Full joy is when the bills are paid. Full joy is when the debts are retired. Full joy is when you have something that you desire, that you want. That gives you joy. That gives you peace. That helps you understand God is so good. You look at it, you say, God is so good. Breland and I I were, uh, uh, Aaliyah's birthday is in June. So we talked about right after the first of the year, she and I started talking about uh, Aaliyah likes birds. We were going to get her a bird. She had a, 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 a cockatiel. She had a little cockatiel that she raised, and it was just as cute as his, what was his name, Peppy? And Peppy was just as cute as he could be, and uh, she, we taught him to whistle, and he'd whistle and sit on her shoulder and do all these kind of things. And so uh, uh, after the storm, at a certain point, we lost him. He flew off, and so we believe he's down in South America somewhere free. Amen? 
So we always wanted years ago, Lee and I looking, looked at getting uh, an African gray parrot. And, and African grays, number one, they're very hard to find. They're difficult to find. They're the ones with the most vocabulary. They're the most talkative. And so uh, one day we got a phone call. Just, I mean, out of the blue. We get a phone call. And somebody had found an African gray. Had a band on its leg. So they put the band, they ran the number, they put up signs, and nobody claimed it. So they didn't know what to do with it, so they called us up and asked if we wanted it. And we were like, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess we'll take it. And when was it? In January. Leah went and picked him up and brought him home. Now he's been living with us for since January, February, March, April, now we're into May. And he's the coolest bird. And he talks and he just talks and whistles and he, he all this kind of stuff. He just, he, I mean, says, uh, how you, what's he say when the phone rings? Hello. <laughs> Uh, other day, other day, I was putting him in his cage, and I gave him a peanut, and he, I had him on this stick, and I was putting him in the cage, and he dropped his peanut, and he looked at me, and goes, he goes, oh. <laughs> so I just reached down, and but he gives us such joy. We have such a good time. We get up in the morning and take the cover off his cage, and he just starts whistling and praising God and singing and saying, Braylon, 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 Braylon. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I mean, just going on and on and on. And listen, it was something we weren't just pressing in, believing God. God just blessed us, just gave it to us because He's a good God. I said, because He's a good God. He said, well, I've never experienced that before. Well, serve God a little while. Stay in there and serve Him and love Him and pray and do the will of God in your life. And I'll guarantee you, He'll not only bless you with what you need and want, He'll bring surprises into your life just because He loves you and cares about you. Can I get a better amen? Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Brother Frank. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up. Father, we worship you tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the Spirit of God. Thank you for the language of the kingdom of God, prayer. Father, we thank you that we can demand in the name of Jesus and demons have to flee. And the devil's power has to be broken. And sickness and disease has to leave. We can do the works of Jesus. But Father, we also thank you that in his name we can pray. Lord, you know we all want to live nice, eat good. We want to look good. We want our joy full so the world can see what a good God you are. So, Father, we thank you that as we pray, we believe we receive in every area of our life in which we're believing you, Father, so that we can have that which you desire for us to have, do that which you desire for us to do, and go where you desire us to go. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Stand on your feet. Father, again, we thank you for our protection. and Thank you for joining us today. We trust you enjoyed the podcast. We extend an invitation to you. Come join us in one of our services Sunday morning, 1045. Tuesday prayer, 730. Thursday evening, midweek service, 730. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. See you there.